would you mind introducing yourself for the audience, please? Yes, of course. My name is Ralph Saunders. I am a galleryist, <laughs> and we've been here for about, oh, the gallery's been here for about 13 years. Now, I'm based in North Wales, um, but before then I was in Cardiff. I had a furniture shop and wanted to, a, a change of lifestyle. Um, to be perfectly honest, I was quite bored of selling furniture, tables coming four foot, five foot, six foot, in a variety of colours. And uh, I wanted to do something different and I was... Uh, this will be quite a long intro, by the way. I was, <laughs> uh, at the age of 29, I um, was in a museum in Cardiff on a day off from selling furniture and I fell in love with a painting that's usually permanently on display there called Running Away with a Hairdresser by Kevin Sinnott. And I looked at it and I thought, when I'm 30 years old, I'm going to buy a painting by that artist. And I turned 30, and that's exactly what I did. And very quickly, I got obsessed with um, owning paintings or enjoying paintings. And uh, so, much, so, so much so, I uh, started a website called welshart.net to let people know that I'm interested in art, but also that I also do trying a bit of selling, but I was focusing mainly on 20th century Welsh art, uh, sort of Kerry Richards and John Pipers and Cuffin Williams and things like that. And, uh, and it, it sort of organically happened, so much so when I, I was going to work uh, selling furniture in Cardiff, I would hang a couple of pictures on the walls and try and encourage people to look at art and um, very quickly I realized this is what I want to do. But how do you go from having a furniture shop in Cardiff to starting a gallery was quite, it was quite a journey. <laughs> it was quite a journey indeed. So um, what we did, we decided to look around the whole of Wales to try and find somewhere. Um, it's not quite as simple as that because we also wanted at the time like a B&B because I wasn't confident an art gallery, uh, an art gallery was going to work because mm. I haven't had any experience at that point. So we were looking for something where we could have an, um, a and b live and also I could start selling my art. Um, we looked all over Wales, fell in love with North Wales, fell in love with the price of property in North Wales, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. And... Uh, Eventually found this place, sold everything in Cardiff, moved up. And this was in November 2007, just before the crash. We bought the building. We had a loan in place to start the gallery. And the crash happened. And the bank turned around and said, we're withdrawing the funding. And we were suddenly £300,000 short in a huge building, because this gallery is a large building um no heating no it yeah i mean it needed lots of money spending on it and we were stuck here and didn't know what to do so what we had to do was 
try and create one room, one space that was safe for people to come in, have a little look around and hope they would buy something to help us with our funding mm. to be able to get the building up and running. This went on for quite a while <laughs> um, until the markets improved a bit and we managed to persuade a different bank to lend us money. Mm. But in between then, there were two or three times when we just thought, we can't do this. We, you know, we, we were 18 months in, freezing, no money, can't, can't sort of uh, move the project forward. It was getting very frustrating. And uh, we suddenly had a knock on the door at night, and uh, it was a man with a clipboard saying, would we be interested in renting the building out? And I said, uh, yeah, but what's it for? And they said, oh, a, a PR team will come from London tomorrow and uh, explain what it's all about. Anyway, this PR team arrived and went, oh, my God, this house is perfect. <laughs> and it was a complete mess. Yeah. And they went, this is what we want. Our clients will want this house. And thank God for the clients, who happened to be Land Rover, um, saved our bacon because... <laughs> They loved the house so much and they believed in what we were trying to do and they were launching a new car called the Evoke at the time mm. and thought this would be a good part of that launch to invite the press to come here as part of their PR mm. marketing scheme. Anyway, they hired it for five weeks, were willing to pay us a lot of money and that really helped us. Mm. Get, get get the ball rolling a bit. And then uh, we managed to borrow money. And then we got we, we, we finally opened in 2010. And only partly. Mm. It took another year to fully open. Um, but the art, the art gallery, we obviously, sorry, I'm, I'm sort of not sure I'm making much sense, but it's, it's around the, the same time, I suddenly realized I have no artists. How do I approach artists? That was going to be my next question, <laughs> is that you have a gallery, you have a love for art. Yes. That doesn't make a gallery. No, so absolutely not. What is the next step and how did that happen? Well, there's two sides, there's two, it splits into two halves because you have artists that are no longer with us that I buy in, mm. uh, 20th century art, that I will then resell. Um, and then the other half is obviously you're a new gallery, no one's heard of you. I've got to approach artists I like mm. and um, encourage them to take a chance on me, which is what I did. And the very first artist I took on was a, an artist called Lisa Carter, or Lita, Lisa Carter Grist. And um, I went to see her in her studio there was a thing called Hell for Gelf. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and so that was perfect for me because it, it's, a, it's a, an event where lots of artists open up their studios and go around and have a look. And I thought, this is perfect. I yeah. can go and see people, yeah. pluck up the courage to tell them, <laughs> I've got a gallery, <laughs> or hopefully got a gallery. Yeah. Um, come and see me. And uh, Lisa Carter was the first one that, I really gelled with and utterly believed in her work. Mm. And uh, she was my first proper exhibition. And uh, by 
complete shock. It, we sold everything. So that was a really positive start. Yeah. And it just boosted my confidence quite mm. a lot because, yeah, it was a, um, it's very challenging approaching artists. Yeah. When you don't have a past yourself. Um, as time went on, it got easier and people would then start approaching me as well. Mm. Uh, but the answer to your question, how do artists approach? The way I like it, for me, the way I run my gallery, is I'm not very good with what I call cold callers. Mm. Oh, I just happen to be passing. <laughs> I've got some paintings in the car. Can you have a look? That is a no <laughs> Yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, some galleries might not mind that. Mm. Or sometimes I don't mind it, but you have to catch me in the right, yeah. just on the right day. But on the whole, please email me first. Mm. Tell me a bit about yourself, a little bit about some recent work you've done, not, oh, I did this painting four or five years ago. Mm. Not interested in that as much as what you're up to at the moment. Um, so a little group of photographs showing your work um, with a little exp explanation on that particular body of work and just a little bit about yourself. And then we will then respond to that and either take it to the next stage, which is come and see us, mm. or it's interesting, but it's not quite suitable for my gallery um, at the moment. What I was wondering from that is, um, what do you look for in artists? You know, what, what is outside of the scope? Because I've seen a variety of different approaches of art making, and yes. different shows will cater to different styles of art. and But... Do you have limits on we just don't uh, kind of entertain certain art practices because it's outside of the scope of what we think we can? Uh, it is, it's such a difficult question, that, because um, my, I have my head and my heart, and they're not always in sync. Mm. Um, if I can reduce it then down to... Is it aesthetic sometimes, or is it reputation? Is it, you know, what is the ideal well, artist it, to capture? Yeah, it's, like, um, sorry, what I was trying to say uh, okay. was it's my heart, my head and my heart, hmm. because um, there's the commercial aspect, which is my head, yeah. which I'll, I'll be looking at things going, oh, I know I can sell that. But my heart has to also really love it. Mm. I can't have things here I don't... It, even though it could sell brilliantly, yeah. I won't have it unless I believe in it and I, I would like to own it myself. Mm. Um, not saying every, art, every piece of art I want to own, but on the whole, that particular artist has to... Um, I have to crave after it or feel um, that I understand it and um, but it's interesting because it's not just the artworks it's the person yeah I have to be able to, I'm representing this person mm. I've got to deal with them yeah that's true yeah <laughs> and um, some artists are I have very different relationships with all of my artists mm. some are really close friends others aren't aren't so much but that's the relationship we have, mm. 
all equally as valid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, the the types of paintings I love, um, or sculptures or artworks. Um, there's no sort of limit as long as I understand mm. it and I understand why the artist does it. Yeah. And um, I can get behind it and I want to own it myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I tend to view paintings. You know, I'm very emotional. Mm. Um, that tends to override the head that's much you know, you should have this person yeah, because they're going to sell. Yeah. I can't always ha take it, unfortunately, because I think I would make more money. <laughs> <laughs> I have some artists that don't sell huge amounts, but they're so good. Yeah. And you've got to give them all space. You've got to promote them, haven't you? Mm. Um, um, and I I'm luckily, I do have quite a, an eclectic taste and I have quite a commercial taste naturally. So, if I tend to like it on the whole, mm. it does sell. Yeah. Which, which is a bonus. Absolutely. Well, I've seen that your shows do very well. Yes. One of the hobbies of a friend of mine is to go and count when they see the stickers. And they do the red dots. Stickers. They, yeah, they, they see the red dots and then they say, I'm counting the amounts of what's actually passed through the building. And it's kind of, you know, because we're happy for you. You know what I mean? Yes. It's a fantastic success. It's well, one day I'll... Um, I'll open a, a red dot sticker factory. <laughs> this sticker was once used by Sensei. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can see that on the camera, but there's a nice little red dot just there. <laughs> okay. External shot after the fact. Yeah. So, I mean, aside from um, living artists, you have artwork by people who are no longer around and fantastic work. I mean, I once was sharing, I don't think you have it anymore, I don't know if it's sold or if it's just a private collection, but you once had a large Cuffin Williams upstairs. Yes. I remember my friend saying, have you ever seen the price of that? And I looked and it was a very large price. It was, you know, it was uh, over a million, I believe. And uh, what? I'm sure it was. Is that not accurate? I misread the price. That is so not accurate. No, I was I was confident that's what I'd seen because it was a large painting. Is that not true? <laughs> oh, I hope this stays in. Yeah, it's going to stay because in. Because if if, if a Catherine Williams sold for a million pounds, yeah, that would be that would be amazing. I thought it was over a million. I thought it was about a million and a half. No, Is that, no? What, what was I looking at? I have no idea what you were looking at. It wasn't wasn't what wasn't what I. <laughs> What I remembered is completely dark. I love this. I had this, this idea. So that how have you got this? If I this? could sell a Welsh artist, yeah, for over a million pounds, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> it wouldn't would. It? Well, I thought if anyone, Cuffin Williams has the profile that he's, uh, you know he's yes. known for. I mean, he yeah. Of recent times, he's a fantastic artist. I mean, been, he's been so good for Welsh art. But oh my god, come not on. that much. Okay. No. <laughs> um, you know, they're sort of reaching a hundred thousand. Okay, that's but possibly. not, but not a million. <laughs> I missed out. I wish that was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be very nice. Yeah, that would be very nice. That's interesting. They? Yeah. So, I mean, is there anyone else? Because I've discussed with you a painting upstairs now. The name escapes me, but there's a lovely painting of an abstract of flowers, and it's uh, it's kind of quite. It's not especially bright, but it's the colours that are used. Do you know the one upstairs? It's on an easel. 
you, you've put me on the spot, haven't you? Um, we discussed it last time when I was here, and I said to you about it's one on an easel upstairs. It's lovely. I've, I've filmed it a couple of times. I should have noticed. Oh, really? Um, is yeah. it up there now? It is, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ah, is it? Is it John Elwin? Yes, it is. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of John Elwin's work. Yeah. That one's sort of around about the during the 1940s, 1950s mm. period. But uh, I get very excited whenever I can get hold of one of his works. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, you've got very good taste, sir. That's very nice. <laughs> I think it looked lovely in your collection. <laughs> I'll have to see how many million I have to buy that. And it's not a million pounds! <laughs> it's not a bargain. <laughs> yeah, that is that's hilarious. I can't believe I had such an accurate <laughs> estimation of what you were That would collecting. be a world record and a half. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll move on from the Cuffin story. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> if I can recover from that sort of, uh, poor estimation I've made. I don't know how that happened. Um, my friend didn't correct me when I told her. I said, oh, my God, it's over a million. She said, well, it's Cuffin Williams. And she just completely accepted that, you know, I thought it's about a million and a half that. And she was telling me about Cuffin Williams because I only knew the name. I didn't know the, the history and whatnot. You know? I wouldn't just have a little painting hanging on the wall for a million and a half upstairs <laughs> yeah. in a little cubby hole. It was on the floor. <laughs> it was on the floor. <laughs> yes, I was thinking, kind of, how are is this? It's like only a million. You're very blasé. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, I'm glad um, this is on camera. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> now, yes. um, something a bit more of a technical question, I suppose, because it's a curiosity of mine. Do you, when you talk to the artists about their show, mm. do you have any advice for them about frames or, you know, how much do you get into the nitty gritty of what is required of them in order to complement the area where you're going to exhibit their work? Is there certain? Yeah, that's that's. It's quite a yeah. It's a good good question that because um, when I take on an artist, um, I always look to see what how they are framing their work, mm. and at that point, before we even have a show, I will chat to them and uh, we'll discuss maybe tweaking the frame or changing it if I don't feel it's it's it's. Um, helping the, the piece. Yeah. Um, but also once we've found a frame that we're, that we think works, I then would like that artist to stick with that frame for all the pieces. Yeah. Even if they feel certain frame would look better in that particular piece, I like a uniformed yeah. frame for, for, for that particular artist. Mm. So especially with my collectors, it's very annoying for them. If you put on a show, and there's more than one frame. Mm. It's a big no-no in my eyes because the first thing they'll do is, oh, I like it, but can I have it in that frame? Oh, I want those two, but they're not in the same frames. Or, yeah. or they're collecting that person's work and then the next show and the frames have changed again. And they're like, but I bought one yeah. last year and I want it to match. You know, So you find a frame we're all happy with, mm. I like, and the artist obviously is happy with it um and then we stick with that yeah uh try to obviously we do they do get changed if we're feeling like you know fashions are changing or mm. or you're tired of it or you can't you can no longer get that particular frame um but on the whole my artists have their own that's their frame mm. 
And you said earlier, is it about 40 artists you say at the moment? Yes. Yeah? It's a lot. It is, <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. But um, we put on shows every four weeks, and every artist that's here has to have their own show here within a two-year period. So it's designed to – I've got just the right amount of artists to fit a two-year program. Mm. Um, and we also have mixed shows twice a year, which the artists have to get involved in. Yeah. And then depending who you are and how prolific you are, um, because I have some artists that will do one room of work every two years mm. and have other artists that will fill the whole building. Yeah. Um, and it just depends. Yeah what sort of artist and, and how they produce their work. I suppose, because I've heard you on the phone once. And it just, <laughs> oh, God, really? <laughs> just when I was, you know, walking through, and I just, it caught my ear and it was so interesting because I could hear you saying to the artist about, I think it was either the size or the number of pieces required for a show that was coming soon. Yes. That's something which I imagine is difficult for you as far as it's several artists different spaces, different rooms will have so many considerations for they don't work at scale. Some artists work at a smaller scale and other artists will create fairly large pieces because I've seen in your yes. main lobby area you have very large framed pieces which are beautiful and then other rooms will sometimes be dotted about with lots of smaller pieces. Yeah, so every show varies and now every artist varies. Yeah. Now, um, what I don't want to do is to make the artists do anything they're not comfortable with. Mm. But if they've got a major show, the one thing I will make clear is that there needs to be a variety of shapes and sizes. Because mm. a lot of artists, they're very comfortable painting a specific size. Yeah. And they go, that's my size. That's the size I feel comfortable painting. And they're quite happily painting that size all day. Yeah. I'll come along and go... That's great, <laughs> but if you're doing a major show and everything is looks the same shape, yeah. it's it's much harder. So I like a nice variety, and also some of my clients would love to own an original painting by whoever the artist is, yeah. and maybe they don't have the budget. So a, a little a small piece, mm. and they can get just as much pleasure from it. So I think it's really important to have a really nice variety. Yeah. Plus, I have clients that want really big pieces and. It's a mixture is best. Mm. Um, but if you're someone that uh, doesn't produce much, like a body of work could be, say, 10 paintings, then that's ideal as well because we have different rooms. Mm. We create different ambience in each space. So I will put a very quiet, small body of work in one space and then uh, do something else in a different space. So, so my visitors hopefully we'll be drawn to certain things. Yeah. And even if we've got a major show by one artist, we'll always have a mix show upstairs mm. um, to remind people of some of the other artists we have yeah. and to, to encourage them to, to buy something. Because <laughs> <Yeah, of course. laughs> they might not necessarily fall for that particular body of work. Mm. But uh, yeah, going back to your framing... It is really important. Yeah. But my biggest tip is to be as uniformed as possible. Mm. Find a frame you like and stick with it. And don't look at it as individual pieces going, well, I think this one looks better in a pink mount. 
don't do that. Just stick with one frame. Yeah. It looks so much better when you're hanging a body of work. I mean, do people need to, I say people, do artists need to prepare, is it about 30 paintings for a show or is it far less or far more? It, is that... it, it, it's such a weird question because it just depends if you're a miniaturist or I see. someone that paints eight foot canvases, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I get to know my artists quite well. Mm. So if you eavesdropped on a phone call to me chatting to an artist and I said I want to you know blah 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 it's yeah. because I know what their work's like yeah yeah um but on average an average solo show here is a probably around about 40 pieces mm. but like my current show I've got on at the moment is uh two painters and a ceramicist so um They've done roughly about 35 each. So that's, uh, I'm sure you'll be showing your viewers some of that. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will. Because <laughs> um, I know my space so well, mm. I roughly know what I need. Yeah. So um, I can always, um, but the, uh, what I need to get clear though, I'm not telling the artist, I need this many paintings and you've got to do it. Yeah. It's because I know them and I know how they work mm. that I know what number to ask for. Yeah. Because I, I have one artist, I have to wait two years for 10 pieces and I get nothing in between because it'll take that long. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. And others just are, are much freer and looser and yeah. quicker and that's how they work and that's equally as great. You know? Yeah, of course. Well, something which... Now, this might sound, it's not a judgmental question. It may sound like it because <laughs> I just... a but coming. Yeah. <laughs> However, which yeah. is <laughs> just a more polite but, um, I've noticed there are no artist statements, unless I've overlooked them. There's no artist statements that you require where you're saying, we want you to give the narrative of your work and yourself. Have I overlooked that or is that not something that you've ever taken to? Um we do do artist statements, hmm. but um, we, it, I don't have it on the wall as such, but we ha I don't know if you've picked up any brochures. I have. I have, yeah. The, when we tend to, sometimes I do artist statements if that's what the artist wants. Hmm. Otherwise, we tend to write much more personally. So I will write about mm. my feeling for the body of work. Not to everyone's taste, yeah. but I'm very happy to do artist statements if the artist preferred me to just put the facts. Mm. But I tend, as the relationship I have with my clients is much more personal. Yeah. My reaction is personal and that tends to get written into the, the brochures. Mm. That's lovely. Um, not always lovely. <laughs> really? As, no, as in, um, you might not, not everyone likes that approach, oh, really? but it's my approach. Oh, it sounds very uh, sentimental to me. So I, quite I have a little like bit that. sentimental. Yeah, yes. I like that. I get too involved. I think I, I want to own everything. Yeah. And I am my best customer. Yeah. And that well, is true. There's <laughs> also, we touched before recording, we did touch upon the pandemic. So I want to cover what happened during lockdowns when you couldn't open. What did you do? Um, quickly, <laughs> quickly thought on my feet. Yeah. And first thing I did is I managed to get the website 
my art website, mm. welshart.net, <laughs> changed yeah. um, so you could buy online. Mm. That was the first thing I did. The second thing I did was started filming myself. So I, I, I approached the artist and I said, still get the work to me if you can. Mm. I will simplify the exhibitions. Uh, so maybe... So every four weeks, I carried on doing a full show. I would hang it as if customers were allowed to come. Wow. But no one came. <laughs> I would hang it all, and then I would film it, mm. sometimes with a glass of wine, pretending um, we're at a launch. Yeah. Film it for my customers and encourage them to have a glass of wine and uh, encourage them to go onto the website mm. and maybe buy. And we did have some sellout shows which really surprised me because they didn't actually um, see the work in, in the flesh, yeah. as it were. But I think it was an unusual time, wasn't it? Because people were at home, people wanted to support, people um, knew, trusted us as a gallery. Mm. So knew that if they bought a painting and then when they actually got it, it wasn't what they thought, they could always return it. Yeah. Know? But touch wood, <laughs> that never happened. So... Um, yeah, we did really well. Yeah. In fact, that um, that year was financially our best ever year. Really? I know. It's mad, isn't and it? And that's 2020. Um, so was it 2021? It might have been 21, actually. Yeah. Um, quite right, but, but during yeah. that period <laughs> of opening, closing, opening, closing. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we were one of the few galleries that soldiered on mm. relentless continuously did shows mm. which i loved because it gave me a full-time job still yeah and i could do it on my own i could hang on my own film on my own and and did that yeah oh fantastic i mean i must admit i think it may have even been 22 i'm not sure i missed visiting so much that i oh. came with a mask and just walked around the building looking through the window oh did you yeah because i was uh I was too nervous to come inside. I have underlying illness, so I was very careful. Oh, bless you. But I was looking through the windows, and I, I felt weird that the staff would wave. Just, oh, really? Yeah, they were very sweet. <laughs> who, who is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wearing a mask outside, but I just didn't know what was safe and what wasn't. So. No. It, it, took a, um, it took a while for our clients to feel comfortable. Mm. Um, in fact, it took us a while to feel comfortable having people in our space because we all got so used to having space didn't yeah we? um but lockdown for us for me anyway was um i was one of the lucky ones i found it really enjoyable <laughs> which is yeah. probably not the thing to say because obviously a lot of people went through hell yeah but for a business i felt we were supported by the government at the time and i felt I could still find a way through it mm. and carry on. So, yeah, yeah, that for me and gave me breathing space to think about what I want to do in the future. Mm. And out of that lockdown came the idea of moving the gallery. That is the next thing that I need to discuss with you, really, because yes. there's several. I mean. This building is incredible. It's beautiful. I love bringing people here. Yes. I'm excited to see your new building because I know it's under construction, but yes. it's four floors, you say? It is. So it's a, it's a four-story building, mm. but three stories will be dedicated to art exhibitions. Mm. 
um, in Llandino, which is where I am now, about 15 miles away. But um, the pleasure, I, I mean, I was actually, once we made the decision that I'm going to move, mm. it's been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. And what am I doing? But I know long term, it's the right decision for me. Mm. But the building we found in Llandino is a real gem. I love it. Mm. And now we're bashing it about and we're knocking the walls out and reshaping it. It's starting, I'm starting to see it now and I'm getting really excited. Yeah. The nerves are starting to go <laughs> and the excitement is, is coming. And we're not launching until the 1st of March next year in 24. But it's the, pro, you know, the process of getting there is 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 is. is well, just exciting for me. Yeah. I can't wait. And my artists are excited as well. I was um, wondering, has there been some sort of bidding war for who gets the first show? Uh, well, that because we planned two years ahead, hmm. that person had no choice. Oh, really? <laughs> because I'd already wanted them to be the first show of the year hmm. or the first show of the new season, yeah. which happens to be now... So it's going to be a, a fantastic artist from Denby called Sarah Carvel. She is going to launch our new space. No pressure for her. <laughs> but she's an amazing artist and yeah. she's creating around about 40 paintings. Mm. To, uh, and that'll be our, our first show. Incredible. St. David's Day. Yeah. So it's going to be... Excellent. It is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do with this place is we'll, we'll carry on till Christmas. We'll close it here and then relaunch ourselves yeah. in the new venue. Are there going to be speeches and kind of an out and, you know? No. You haven't I hate. <laughs> Do you know, the one thing I don't like about going to gallery launches mm. is if they're speeches. Yeah. Because I'm there to see the art. Yeah, yeah. And to create an ambience mm. and to enjoy the moment. I find the speeches just, I shouldn't be saying this, no, but they, no. they change the vibe. Yeah. You sort of go there and suddenly everyone's hanging around thinking, when's the speeches? Because I would just like to look at the artwork, but yeah. oh, we all got to stand here and, you know, and I would hate to do it because I feel uncomfortable. Um, some artists are fine with it, but for me, the a launch is about coming along, having a drink, mm. being able to relax, look at the artwork, chat to some friends, mm. and hopefully you fall in love with something and you buy it. Yeah. yeah. That's what a launch is for me. And to meet the artists, have a lovely informal chat with them. And it's just a relaxed, friendly time. Mm. That's the aim. Yeah. I don't like going, standing there going, when, when's the speech is happening and how long is it going to go on for? You know? <laughs> That's not my thing. No. No. Well, is it still going to be called Finney Park? Yeah. yeah. So, the full title of this place is Finna Park Country House and Gallery. Mm. That's a mouthful and a half. <laughs> so obviously Finna Park is what it's called. Yeah. So the, the name is just going to be called Oriel Finna Park mm. or Finna Park Gallery. Yeah. So that's that the so the name is important to me. Mm. Um so I'm definitely carrying that on to the new space. Lovely. Yeah. So nothing changes really. No. Same people, same artists, same name, different venue. Well, quite a different environment as well because of how isolated this is apparently, you know, on this fast road where it's a beautiful 
spot in Clan Roost, yeah. and yet you're now going to be in the centre of a busy um, seaside holiday resort. I know. So it was important to me to be closer to the A55 hmm. because we have a lot of clients in Chester, Manchester, Anglesey using that road a lot mm. and then then you have to go another 50 miles inland to get to us which is beautiful absolutely but um i wanted to be in a town i wanted a townhouse yeah. i wanted a different vibe mm. um and what's beautiful about this particular location yes it's a a seaside town and it's it's it you could see it as ice creams and chips but it's the most beautiful town. Mm. The buildings are amazing. Moston yeah. Estates that look after, sort of keep keep a lookout on mm. how everything's kept. They're very strict on keeping the buildings looking brilliant, and that and I think it's it looks stunning. So, well, even though I'm not on a high street because I didn't want hundreds of tourists a day coming in, mm. we're slightly tucked off the high street. We're on Trinity Square, which is the, there's a big church in Plandidno and there's a nice square that goes around the church and we're one of the townhouses around the church. So you sort of have to find us a little bit um, and I think that'll, that'll help having, because I don't want hundreds of people today. I just want people that are interested in art, or enjoy art, mm. to come and have a look. Yeah, And very lucky that Moston, Oriel Moston mm. is in Plandidno, which is literally a couple of minutes walk from where my gallery will be. Mm. And I think having them there and us will be a real draw for art in Plandidno. And I, um, I think it's the right place to be. One thing which I know is that you'll no longer have tea, coffee and cakes in the new venue which is a yes. great relief to, to heal better half. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, um, during lockdown when we were had time to really think, um, we were thinking, you know, we're so proud of what we've created here, but where are we going to go as we get older? I've already been here for 16 years. Mm. Um, and I, we both love the art side, but not loving having to make cakes every day, mm. having to do, run a coffee shop, um, cook at night. Mm. Roland, my partner, has to cook most nights, ready for the next day. And we also, this country house is set in 14 acres of ground. Mm. And we also got holiday cottages. And there's all those side of, that side of the business that is quite a lot of work. And as I get older, um, I just want to focus on the art mm. and Roland um, wants to step out of the kitchen more and he wants to pursue his own uh, things. Mm. Uh, mainly he's a amazing jazz singer and he wants to pursue that more. Mm. And uh, so that's, <clears throat> that's a whole nother venture that we want to explore in the future. Uh, but very pleased that the new space being in a town where there's plenty of cafes, plenty of coffee shops, plenty of that kind of thing, yeah. we can solely focus on art and getting that as good as we can make it. Mm. So 
that was definitely one of the reasons why we're moving. No, well, congratulations oh, for the relief you. on that because that is an extra burden to this amazing environment, but everyone appreciates every element of it. I know that yeah. everyone soaks it up and to give any kind of relaxation on the on the work behind the scenes is uh, well-deserved, I'd say. Yeah. So. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to the next venture. Mm. Yes. Will it still have the jazz ambience behind the... Uh, the venue will you still have jazz playing through so yeah um i'm glad you brought that up because where our gallery is different from a lot of galleries mm. is um um i don't like silence i struggle with people feeling they have to whisper yeah. and um it's, it's just as annoying if nothing's labeled with prices on it mm. i like things to be priced yeah I don't want people to feel they have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> and I like a little bit of quiet background music. Mm. And in this instance, um, I'm having all the wiring done at the moment. So the new gallery will be full of quiet, light jazz music uh, because that's the kind of music I like. Oh, fantastic. And I just think it just relaxes people when they're looking around. Yeah. <laughs> relaxes me anyway. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's lovely. It's really nice. And it, it does make a difference. And yeah. I mean, as a last question, actually, because okay. it does make me think of when you visit other galleries, is that something you've consciously done is thought this I would change or this I would keep or. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something yeah I've had experiences where um, I won't name the gallery, okay. but um, you walk into a gallery, you automatically feel like you're being watched mm. And you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. You sort of look at the art and uh, think, well, where do I go? Because they might not be priced. Mm. I'm too embarrassed to ask how much something is because I've got no idea whether it's 150 quid or 150,000 pounds. I've got yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather not put myself in that awkward situation. And it's quiet. Mm. All the things that make me want to not stay for very long. Yeah. And I want my clients to hang around. <laughs> I want them to feel, oh, yes, I'll, I think I'll have another look around. You know? um, and also, in the new gallery, we will still have a coffee bar, mm. but it, it's free because the idea is that if you're hanging around, we can then offer you a coffee to oh, chill lovely. and to ponder rather than leave the gallery to think, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll think about that. I might be back. Mm. They can chill out have a coffee and think on-site. Yeah, <laughs> you're much more likely to go, yeah, bugger it, I'm going to get that. Yeah. And they might not, but they might. Yeah, and then smart. it's all part of creating a, a relaxing vibe. Mm. Yeah. Well, also, alcohol would be free. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So if you want a glass of wine while you're pondering, just let me know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, I really appreciate your time. You've been very generous and I look forward to showing our audience the new venue and the last yes. event here, which I will be capturing. Oh, I'm so pleased because I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. No, We're well, going to go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>